Pastamai is Bavaliam Kefel Cherry who does Shakhle. Mish Marilyn Krellen. I'm Marilyn Krellen and I'd like to welcome you to Shakhle. In Shakhle this time, or in Shakhle and Kiet Shore, Tash Minasellen is Kiet, an arts and crafts exhibition by the Isle of Man Arts Society, open now in Braden. Perchan uns Nachhager in Tail, Port Erin in World War II, plus top secret gardens to explore there this bank holiday weekend. As Gamut Toshach a tree tachet in this own, faster Jew, Tullumachian Fergiau de Garage. This evening, that's if you're listening live on Thursday the 26th of August, this evening up to 8 o'clock, you have the opportunity to go along to Braddon Church Hall to see the Isle of Man Art Society's Arts and Crafts exhibition. More about the exhibition shortly. In the Villa Marina Arcade this evening at 7.30, you can enjoy the sound of the Jazz Aces as part of the Isle of Man Arts Council's Arts in the Arcade series. So that's at 7.30 and it's free admission. At 7.45, there's music in St Catherine's Church in Port Erin with the Castletown Metropolitan Silver Band. Again, there's no admission charge, but there'll be a retiring collection for church funds. Tashin in Nimred and Menek on Shore and Shachler, Develimidi Sly on Smanen, Goldus Ruthen Tatachet, and Ada Yechen or Unagaist Jachru Inrican, Achtad Goyle Ann Yes. For the Develadna Nolta J. Lucht Eishdach, Equirachior, Achle Ella, for the Develad Goyle Ann Machioladon's Tachet Ella. To Rambulon, Red Tapestuninus Pothenen, Goyle Ren, Nukloi Kyol, Haneach Egagerid Shachton, Ach Fein Shachton Magevin. For the Ineri Delight to Araltach Guller in Erden, the Yenu Cloy, Rinka as Goyleren, they fagnet uns an Eru J. Cloyen as Cushion Cioli, J. Erd Fornu to Guller Carnablina. To Eleanor as Caden Fair and all on yes, as Tashin Smunyachton, a Enem Archibald Knox, by Ectoshacht and Glaishacht Eleanor's Caed. As to Larry Eleanor, a Fudmanen, to Kumulkus and Giara as Tashminus to Kinjach. The Isle of Man Art Society was founded in 1953 with 28 members. After meeting in a variety of places, they bought their present clubhouse, which is called Ty Ellen, in Withington Road in Douglas in 2000. The Isle of Man Art Society's Art and Crafts exhibition in Braddon Church Hall opened to the public yesterday and remains open until next Monday the 30th of August. As mentioned earlier this evening, Thursday the 26th of August, you can go along until 8 o'clock, but it'll be open over the weekend from 10am until 5pm each day, so you'll be able to view the exhibition right through to 5 o'clock on Monday afternoon. The exhibition has been sponsored by Ramsey Crucall, and once everything was in place, the President of the Isle of Man Arts Society, David Sale, and Chief Executive of Ramsey Crucall, Joanna Crucall, opened the proceedings at a special preview showing. The company, Ramsey Crucall, is celebrating 75 years since the business was set up in 1946, as you'll hear Joanna Crucall mention. Afterwards, we find out more about the Isle of Man Art Society from David Sale.
It's difficult to credit that when our last exhibition was held at Easter time in April 2019, subsequent circumstances would lead to the cancellation of our exhibition in 2020 and on two occasions in 2021. Therefore, it is with particular pleasure that on behalf of the Isle of Man Art Society and its members, I am able to extend a very warm welcome to everyone here this evening. Unfortunately, our patron cannot be with us this evening, but we extend our thanks and best wishes to His Excellency Sir Richard and Lady Gosney in their retirement. The committee is to be commended on surmounting the numerous challenges this year has presented in order to organise the summer exhibition. And our thanks go to Braddon Church in facilitating the use of their halls as the new exhibition venue allowing us a central location with easy access and good parking. However, this exhibition is about our members, who throughout the frustrations of the last 18 months have, obviously, been exercising their creative energies to produce some 325 original pieces of work on display for your appreciation this evening. Should you feel particularly enchanted by any piece of artwork on display, please encourage your wallet to allow your future enjoyment. <laughs> At this point, I would like to introduce Joanna Krukall, the Chief Executive Officer of our new sponsor, Ramsey Krukall & Co Limited, and thank them for their sponsorship and support of the Society and in hosting tonight's preview evening. I invite Joanna to say a few words and open the exhibition. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's quite, it's quite astounding to know that uh, the last time this exhibition was held, it was Easter 2019, so that's quite some time ago. But obviously it's also very good to see that, uh, as you mentioned, that the COVID uh, lockdown situation has enabled our very tal talented local artists to produce such beautiful work, which we're able to enjoy here today. So as a long-established Isle of Man business, I'm delighted to be able to um, offer the opportunity to our friends, clients and families to come and enjoy this evening. Um, do, as we said, um, purchase as well if you can. Now's the opportunity to do that. Um, and we're just so pleased to be able to put um, uh, some resources into um, you know, what is such a vibrant part of the Isle of Man's community. Delighted to be able to do so. And can I just say, we've also got some 75th anniversary mugs um, that are here for you to take away if you'd like to. Um, and please enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. David Sale, you're the president of the Isle of Man Art Society. In your opening remarks, you mentioned the unprecedented times we've had. You'll be having a return to normality with this exhibition, but also with the activities of the society itself. Yes, well, I'm, I'm pleased that we are now able to return to our club house or society's headquarters, which are at Ty Ellen, off Withington Road in Douglas. Uh, it's, a, it's an excellent venue, um, and in there, we have uh, facilities for members to come along and they can uh, paint with watercolour, acrylic, oils and uh, try other medium if they'd like. We have uh, recently acquired, or fairly recently acquired, a kiln so that a number of the members who are keen um, ceramicists are able to do work and um, also help others give it a go, see if they like it, you know, it's not just about 
painting. It's, uh, you know, it's to encourage various types of art forms. We see here uh, evidence of glasswork. We've also seen evidence of um, wood carvings as well. Um, so, you know, if, if people feel like giving it a go, we're, we're amateurs, you know. Come along, have fun, have a splash around. It's not as though somebody's going to be critical about it. We, we're all, we all started sometime, uh, and some of us are still trying <laughs> to get past that stage. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to, to share ideas and share tips and, and techniques. yes, yes. And we've got some um, established artists who will come along, um, not every week, but occasionally, and they are able to give their invaluable insights and you know something that you might have been trying to work out how to do for for months they all show you and you think oh my goodness how why didn't I know about that you know um, but that's the that's the point of being in a society there's always somebody who has probably experienced the same challenges as yourself you know and are there regular nights when there yes. are sessions on yes um, the society has um, meetings on a Monday uh, Monday afternoon one to four Tuesdays 7 to 9 p.m. and uh, Wednesdays it's a sort of a daytime session then 10 till 4 p.m. and again on a Thursday evening from 7 until 9. Um, there are also uh, last Thursday of each month uh, a clay tutorial with Anna Klukas so that's well worth giving a, a go if you're thinking of perhaps trying it you know. Um, we're introducing another couple of life for drawing classes um, they'll be held on Tuesday the 7th of September at uh, 1.30pm and on Monday the 20th at 7pm. So, you know, it, it's well worth joining. It's, it's only £30 for annual membership, um, which considering the facilities that are available is, is, you know, very modest. It also gives you the opportunity to enter um, the work, your work in, in the exhibitions that we have and uh, likes of the one that we're holding now all the work is original um, and our artists have clearly been um, producing marvellous work during this unprecedented 18 months um, and you know it's amazing to come along and see I, I just hope people come along and give it a go and have a look see and some of that work will have been produced in the field as well because there's an opportunity for members to get out and about yes there are um, occasions when there will be a group get together um, maybe on a Monday night or whatever usually in the summer when the evenings are lighter and uh, they will get along to places like the Sound or Port Sodrick or places of natural beauty to uh, have a go at a bit of plein air painting or drawing or whatever takes their fancy. If people are interested to find out more about the society um, can I direct them to uh, our website which is www.isleofmanartsociety.com and uh, if they've got any questions, fire an email off to us on Isle of Man Art Society at manx.net. And we're also on Facebook. Well, David Sale, good my more, and thank you very much indeed. All right. There we heard Joanna Krukall, Chief Executive of Ramsey Krukall, the company which is celebrating 75 years this year and which is sponsoring the Isle of Man Art Society's Arts and Crafts exhibition. And we heard the president of the Isle of Man Art Society, David Sale, at the opening of the exhibition in Braddon Church Hall, which opened to the public yesterday and can be viewed from 10am to 5pm each day over the weekend until 5 o'clock on Monday the 30th of August.
On Saturday the 28th of August, you can take a walk on the Queen's Pier in Ramsey. The Queen's Pier will be open from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock that afternoon. Admission to the pier is free, but donations towards all the costs involved with the ongoing restoration work would be very welcome. Another event will be taking place in Ramsey's Moorock Park on Saturday the 28th of August with the Ramsey Tin Baths and Snake Race Challenge. That event starts at 2 o'clock. From 12 noon and running through to 10 o'clock in the evening on both Saturday the 28th of August and on Sunday the 29th, there's a whole roster of bands and soloists taking part in Ballyachast or Beats in Castletown Square. The final Sunday concert in the Isle of Man Arts Council's Arts in the Arcade series will be taking place at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon the 29th of August when you can hear the sound of the Blue Train Big Band. There's another musical event taking place on Wednesday the 1st of September in St Thomas's Church who welcome the Castletown Metropolitan Silver Band starting at 7.45. Taer Askira Russian Goyal Stjach and Kjachel Vjul Fai Mull Circle and Eshua as Foshen and Balia Beg Chira Kranesh as an Italian Tuatege. Niai, Matoshul Harisha Vjul Yawu Magedan Troglan Smoon or Emshrach Vatroget de endale and erd, ek tre nachager in tail. Erinordera obuscan shul follet gul air uns manen, dulyasacher radar. Foen vule er a chow elia, tapert chanon, as a pert scan shul egg and yis uns nachager in tail. Macamp, red vakertausen ren asnen berchen, en and gummel. From tomorrow, Friday the 27th of August, through to Monday the 30th, Russian Heritage Trust has organised a series of events to reflect different aspects of the experiences of Port Erin and its people during the Second World War. We find out about the background to it and about some of the weekend's events from Pam Crow of Russian Heritage Trust. We're here in the Russian Heritage Centre in Brideson Street in Port Erin. This weekend there's going to be Port Erin and World War II. What's the significance of the World War II in relation to Port Erin? Port Erin is unique in as much as it had um, a women and children's internment camp. One of the, we think the only one in Europe actually. And unique also in the fact that it was run by a woman and a heroine of World War One, in fact, Dame Joanna Cruikshank, a heroine of mine. She was a heroine of World War One. She actually founded the Princess Mary's Royal Air Force Nursing Service. And only yesterday I was talking to the chief nurse, who is now very head up. She's one of the three top military people in Britain. And I was talking to her. She was hoping to come over for the exhibition, but unfortunately she's rather tied up with affairs in a foreign country at the moment and getting people out. So, um, and she's got, and the, the same service, um, the nursing service, is of course helping with that. And they were the, um, Dame Joanna was the founder matron of that service and actually established all the military, the five military hospitals throughout the world. So in the, um, the, um, wars people will 
all have remembered the servicemen, the uh, the m major um, military ca um, hospital, which was in Aden. And so um, she was the most remarkable woman. And she had retired, of course, by the time they needed someone to establish a camp. And she was 64 when she came to the island. And so, um, yes, a, a heroine. But we have a book called Friend or Foe, and that gives the whole history of the camp, how it was formed, and, of course, a lot about Dame Joanna and a lot about many other personalities in the camp. Of course, we had a very famous fascist here, and it's interesting that we're having a day of vintage motorcycles on Friday, and... One of this lady, Faye Taylor, was a famous speedway ace and um, and then competed at Branch Hatch and actually beat all the men. Um, but she was a notorious fascist and, and, and she was actually Dame Joanna deported her to, to Ireland. But um, fascinating stories of people that were in the camp. I mean... The uh, Deputy Speaker of the House of Lords, her mother was here, mm. yeah, and and um, baby born here. So, um, yes, Baroness Henning came over to see us. Um, and we have found so many people around the world that um, recognise, and of course we it's called Russian camp, and people who, it's now the grandchildren that are looking for their history. And when it says Russian camp, they all assume that they were in wooden huts or tents. Mm. But in actual fact, they were in luxury hotels, the likes of Mrs. Crichton's hotel, the golf links. I mean, all the internees at Christmas time, they all wrote cards for a, a beautiful selection of, of cards for Mrs. Crichton. During this weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, we've got 10 secret gardens open. Now, the brochures are on sale all around the island, from the Welcome Centre to the Bridge Bookshop in Ramsey, Elaine's in Peel's, all around the island, you should be able to purchase a brochure for the secret gardens. 10 really interesting gardens, and we've linked those to internees that were staying there, or one we've got the police was staying in this particular house, and then we've got um, the garden that abuts Mrs. Crichton's uh, hotel, and they've got all the 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 pictures of the cards that the internees sent to her at Christmas time, and it was remarkable the way the camp was managed. You know, to think that nearly 4,000 women were here, it was certainly over 4,000 at Christmas 1940. And all the homes were found for these um, mostly refugees from Germany, but not all. And it was an amazing time. There were schools, there were cafes, there were everything. It was just wonderfully organised.
afternoon? We have three exhibitions on. We have World War II in the South, which the Manx Aviation Museum has mm. staged for us here at the Visitor Centre. And then we've got the Russian internment camp at the railway station. The railway must have been very important, in fact, for moving very that. Very important, yes, indeed. And we're, we're trying to trace how many trains. We did Betty Vernon, who was um, the daughter of the train driver, um, We've heard lots of tales about the fact that it was a double-headed train with seven carriages, but we're not actually sure, because it went back and forward a number of times, of course, to get that amount of women um, to here. We've also got the war in Burma, and if anyone hasn't seen that exhibition, that's at the um, British Legion Hall, and those are the beautiful paintings of James Fenton. Mm. Yes, there must be a number of people who hold to the Burma Star. We have, well, we've had, we have Mr Fenton actually here today, and um, Mr Fenton uh, really, um, he... Um, actually drew up the scroll of honour, designed it and researched all the survivors of the Burma Star. So we're, we're very lucky to have such a, um, an eminent gentleman living within um, Port Erin. And also during the week, we've got the Southern Bells singing on um, Saturday. And on Sunday, we've got the Swing Dancers. So I expect you down to have a little bit of a jive with the Swing Dancers. We've also got a big camp clearance sale. So we've got lots of everything. And that's on Saturday, Sunday. And then on Monday, everything must go. So we're expecting that to be very popular. We did a flea market a year ago, and that was that went down very well. But this is slightly different. We've got for the children. We've got a Russian book challenge. So there's Russian books strategically placed in shops around the village, and there's entry forms here at the visitor centre and at the Good Health Shop on Station Road. The Russian book challenge, in fact, rationing didn't finish for 1953, eventually, yes, after the war. Yes. But some of the children may be a bit disappointed. They're not going to be able to get very much with their rations. No, I, I, no, certainly not. But they're going to get a nice little goodie bag if they complete the challenge. But yes, certainly, when you look at what people lived on, um, in the in those days, the amount of food that they were allowed to buy, it's quite amazing. I mean, we were lucky in the Isle of Man. I mean, I have, I know one vicar's wife over here who used to label herself as the youngest smuggler in, Br <laughs> in Britain because she used to take in the bottom, she was in the pram, and in the bottom of the pram was butter and eggs and all sorts for the people of Liverpool who were really, really struggling for food. And so, um, yes, it's fascinating to look at the rations and should be interesting for the children. That's been drawn up by a primary school teacher and it's, it's really informative for them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they will enjoy doing that. In, in the internment camp here, the internees all had allotments. Where the, where the big main car park is now, those were all allotments there. And so the internees were allowed to grow and swap their own food, so, which they did very successfully. One lady even had pigs. So yes, it was. Um, they were. They were. It was marvelously well organised. So yes, we've got a really, really full weekend. Monday sees all the veterans coming down, which should be nice. Nice if we can get some of the young children to come out and greet the veterans when they arrive. They'll be on the train the nine 
50 trains. So that should be uh, a nice day for the veterans. Mm. So yes, all in all, we've got a wonderful weekend. So everyone come down to Port Erin, really enjoy yourself. Pam Crowe, thank you very much indeed. Good my morning. Thank you very much too. For- Pam Crow of Russian Heritage Trust telling us about the Trust's Port Erin in World War II, including that opportunity to enjoy those secret gardens, taking place from tomorrow, Friday the 27th, through to Monday the 30th of August. Shakla will be back next Thursday, but now from me, Achnish Vom, Marilyn Krellen. Letting you.